when I read that article, I felt a little helpless, if I'm being honest. I didn't feel like I had anything to add to it, or typically I feel like when I read something like that, it sparks a lot of ideas, but I read that and felt like, oh yeah, social media is broken. Facebook, as we know, it is going to not exist one day, and I don't know how to make it better. I understand that there's a lot of negativity associated with with a, with a network like Facebook. Stop complaining about all the things that social media does wrong and start figuring out ways that you can improve it based on what's what's in front of you. Speak up. <laughs> why, why, why is she whispering in her songs? It is so annoying. Oh, God. I wish this was like, I wish you were like this for every episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle, an entrepreneur and creative business coach. Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm a social media and digital content strategist. We're friends with a shared passion for creativity in all its forms. Through this podcast, you'll find ideas to help up your game and share experiences with a community of creatives who understand what it's like to work and create in the digital world. If the episode you're about to hear sparks something inside you, share your voice by connecting with us on social media, at pod for creatives on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. True to our form, avid Seinfeld fans figured, why not capitalize on this time of year? We're approaching Festivus. Why not have a podcast episode where we just kind of air our grievances on the things that just annoy us and tick us off and generally just get under our skin? Do you want to give a little explanation about what Festivus is, just in case there's anyone who doesn't know? Like yes. I'm- so so Festivus basically is a, uh, I'm not even going to call it a made up because it's, it's definitely <laughs> real. It's a thing. It's real and spectacular. It's a, uh, a holiday uh, that basically you gather all the people around you and you tell them all the different ways that they have disappointed you throughout the course of the year. Uh, and there is a part during the dinner of Festivus where uh, you air your grievances uh, around the table and everybody gets to kind of go around the table and just air their grievances towards one another. I think there are a lot of people and a lot of families who do this and just don't recognize it as Festivus. Right. But I don't see the fun in that. No. Can I give a, a big disclaimer up front? I told you that I was going to do this. But yes. in my brief studies of psychology, which I'm not qualified to speak on, but there is something called mirroring in which anytime you get really annoyed at something, what that really is, is is a reflection of an insecurity that you have or something that you're jealous of. So we can keep that in mind and you can maybe pull that apart if we want to, but we're going to be more negative in this episode than we usually are, but it's probably just reflections of insecurities that we have about ourselves. Not me. (laughs) But not Steve, just me. This disclaimer is... Only for me. It's just for you. I think people know pretty much that, you know, I can be, you know, persnickety about things. A Grinch? I mean, look, Christmas is in like almost in in a week-ish. That's true. As I'm looking at you right now, because we're up on on Skype so I can see you and you can see me, you you have your background all decorated with, Mm -hmm. uh, with, what what is that, garland? Garland. uh, you got a Charlie Brown tree over there, the little sign that says joy. And I mean, like I'm true to form, have my gray wall, mm-hmm. plain gray wall. But I think, you know, that's we're very on us, brand. Yeah. It's this Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, no I Festivus for- poll, though. No, 
We we need to get a Festivus poll or something. I did have a piece of Seinfeld paraphernalia that I was going to put behind me, but it had a bad word on it, and I didn't want any of our videos to get flagged. It. What was it? it? It's um, we Jimmy and I wanted at Festivus trivia last year. It is uh, Kramer's license plate. Oh, oh, ass man. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't think it would be appropriate to say ass man in my yeah. background amongst my Mary Poppins poster and and joy <laughs> and the Christmas tree. I thought it might, you know. That's that's probably a good call. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I was tinkering with when I was setting this up was trying to get the entire joy sign to show up because I thought that I might have to choose between Joe and Oi, which would have been, oh. you know, a little shout out for, for our Hanukkah listeners. But yeah, yeah. Hanukkah's, I think it starts on the uh, 22nd, I think. Maybe. So, yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. I'll eat a laka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what a laka is. What? Listen. Uh, <laughs> Who, what, wait. All right. Are you being serious right now? Or are you just. Well, it's like, is, what is it, like a pancake it's or a, something like it's that? It's a potato pancake, and you have it okay. with applesauce or with sour cream. Okay. And it's so good. Is it like, so it's like a pierogi? No, uh, it's not a pierogi. No. It's like, a, it's, it's a potato pancake. It's a potato okay. pancake. It's like fried okay. potatoes. Who doesn't like okay. that? Okay. So I have, a, I have one right off the bat that has driven me uh, crazy throughout the course of this year for a few reasons, but I'm more aware of it now because of how frequently I've seen it happen. And it's people who say, I'm sorry, but, and, or I don't mean to, you know, offend, but like, we're always quick to apologize before we're about to say something. I don't understand why people feel the need to apologize before they say something. It's like, I've taken the the concept of taking the word just out of my my vocabulary where it's I just have a quick question. I just wanted to stop in first, you know, and just going into like what I need or what I what I'm looking for out of it. Um, I don't get why people feel the need to qualify statements with I'm sorry or they feel like they have to put themselves down. That is a huge pet peeve of mine that I really wish people would learn to to break. There is no reason to be sorry about something. If you genuinely or honestly don't know or you're really concerned about something, state it. Put your opinions out there and stop trying to qualify it. Oh, I'm so guilty of that. But I have been aware of it and it has been something I've been working on in the last year. And not because you've ever said this to me before. It's just, there you go, just. It's it's something that is ingrained in me for sure. I don't know if it's a people pleaser thing. I've heard and seen posts. I think a lot of women deal with this probably more than men in feeling that they need to be extra nice and to explain themselves. And for me, I think the source of where it comes from is I always want the person on the other end, and no matter what form of communication it is, to really understand where I'm coming from and I think my general tone is always like pretty chill. I'm not someone who stirs up trouble. I want everything to be peaceful. I want everything to be cool between well, everybody. Let's see how the end of this episode turns out <laughs> before we make that statement. For the most part. So I think that when I'm sending a text or I'm sending an email, 
I'm overcompensating and I really want that person on the other end to be sure that they know that my message is well-meaning because I do think that tone can be lost in in text messages and in emails and this wasn't one I had on my list but if if I may share a pet peeve you may. it's it's on the other end of this of what you just said and that is people who send text messages and write emails anything in text form that are not thoughtfully written I've had quite a few customers lately in my Etsy shop that I personally feel like have been pretty rude, or at least that's the way that I have been reading their messages. Anything that's overly blunt and, you know, just a few words, I think are appropriate when the people know each other well, and when it's just a quick exchange. But when I'm writing in full sentences, and I'm trying to be considerate, and then their responses just to me, I'm translating in my mind as as barking and as yelling, and to me that feels inconsiderate. So the grievance that I'm airing is be more considerate when you're writing or typing something. But as you said, I agree with you. You don't need to justify or qualify your feelings. I feel like that was a very polite grievance. <laughs> like. I, are you like, are you building? Do you feel like like when we get to the end of this, this is going to be like, you're just going to come rip roaring out like, and another thing, you know, just fire away. I might. Okay. I doubt it though. That doesn't, that doesn't really sound like me. I think all of no. these will probably end up coming out polite, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have had a drink or something when we were doing this instead of tea. Didn't you do that for the first podcast episode that we ever did? I think Didn't you have was, like a glass of wine? I think it was our second episode. I had I don't know if I drank a glass of wine before we started or if I was drinking it while we were recording, but I think I was trying to calm my nerves as both of us were, except I chose to have a glass of wine. And <sighs> that episode, I don't think that you can tell in it. I think we could tell. Not that I wasn't, <laughs> I, was, I don't think I was even tipsy or anything, but I think there were. I want to go back and listen to it now. I want to see if there's a discernible difference between what we've known you to be and then what that episode was like. Yeah, I think it's, there are a lot more likes in it, which is, I think, it's something that I have to temper myself in making sure that I don't say it, but like after one drink, they probably just fly out, but. <laughs> was it, what, what was it, Rosé? Yeah, I think maybe rosé or champagne or I don't know. Champagne. Busting out the good stuff for for like the second episode of the series. <laughs> it was just to calm my nerves. It wasn't to like have a party. So like Corbell, like a cheap one? I don't know. You didn't break out like the really good this stuff. Like for two it, years for ago. I don't <laughs> I didn't document the process. Like if it's just me, I'm, I'm weird about this. Like if I have a good bottle of wine, but it's just me that's in the mood for a bottle of wine, I will not open that bottle of wine. I will save that for like a group setting where there's more people that can enjoy it because I want more people to enjoy it. I will not waste it on me. I will drink a lesser wine for myself than open up something that's better. Yeah, I'm not fancy about wines and champagnes that I drink. I don't really know the difference and I don't pretend to. So, I mean, what was the Michael Scott line? This is a white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know white, red, rosé, champagne. We have we have a good friend of ours who's a um he's not a sommelier, but he's certified in in wines and they're the people who we go out to dinner with more often most often. So, when we're with them, 
I'm just like, Scott, you can order for me. I just trust his opinion and I never have to make that decision. And I don't, I rarely drink wine at home when it's just me. That was a, that was a rare occasion. And to be honest with you, maybe it, it is rosé that I was drinking because there has been a bottle and nearly a full bottle of rosé on the door of, the, of our fridge that I have not gotten rid of, I swear, for like a year. So maybe I had a glass of that and then just It's just stayed it. there? It just stayed there, yeah. Wow. Well, what? that's a pet peeve of mine. Finish the bottle of wine. <laughs> it's a sin to leave that out there like that. Can't do that. I can't commit to, to more than two drinks <laughs> at a time at this point in my life. It's the holiday season, though. Seems like yeah. it's more accepted around this time of year. Social drinking, drinking in general. Yeah. Right? Didn't and McCartney it, say that? Lift a glass, don't look down. Did he? Yeah, simply having a wonderful oh, Christmas right. time. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. Good pull. But yeah, Thank I'll, you. I'll do that one. I'm much more of a social drinker than a drink by myself yeah. person. I think I would be too. But there are days when you come home from, you know, or it's nighttime <laughs> and you just, just need a... <laughs> need something to get you through those last couple hours. So, <laughs> yep, I get that. So another uh, grievance, if I may make a right-hand turn here, mm-hmm. but this is one that I've been seeing a lot more of uh, during the holiday season because people see things on Facebook ads for certain items or whatnot. Mentioning or sending a post to their significant other, wife, husband, girlfriend, whatever, like – they're talking to one another on the Facebook post. Talk to them in the house. Don't tell me what you want to tell them. I feel very uncomfortable when there's a conversation going back and forth between spouses that clearly they're talking about something for their son or daughter or some event that they want to go to. And I'm seeing it like it's very weird because think about that in the terms of like if it was a personal connection thing and you were having a conversation with Jimmy about where you were going on vacation or something like that. And I just happened to be in the corner <laughs> listening to the entire thing, not adding anything, just watching the whole conversation play out. That'd be a little creepy, right? So why is it generally accepted on social media that spouses can talk about each other and talk to each other and whatever it is and the rest of the world has to watch it, can't really jump in because it doesn't include them, but yet we have to sit through it. Hmm. I think they Stop that. I think they like it. They know what they're doing and I take it more as a maybe a performance piece. I I'm Oh, it's definitely a performance I mean, piece. I'm, this this is the show that you're more than what sh- you know you might be and it has to be. The only thing that I do that's similar to that is sometimes my family group text will say something funny and I'll post those conversations. But I think that's different, though. That's not think, in real time. Conversations... It's not. It's it's, pic- exactly. it's pictures. It's cura- It's a curated. You people snap. live. <laughs> Those people like who do. Oh this. yeah, and we don't live together. That's the other exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. They live together. Sometimes the conversations are taking place in the evening, which means you know one of them is downstairs <laughs> and one of them is upstairs, and they're too freaking lazy to walk up the stairs to talk to one another. Like <laughs> literally, before we started recording, I was upstairs getting ready. <laughs> And Jimmy called me from downstairs. Yeah, yeah. But Rachel will do that from time to time to remind me to get something or pick something up. And she's a step. She's a flight. The flight of stairs above well, you don't me. Have like, to yell. Well, especially yeah. you guys. I mean, the baby's sleeping. You don't want to wake oh, him up. Oh yeah. Well, okay, fine. Between these certain hours, that's fine. But you know, there are hours during the day where he is awake. So okay. it is not one of my. I, I do not like watching other people who live live together have conversations on social media, Facebook specifically. 
when you know they could just as easily put the phone down or put the laptop down and go talk to one another. I don't need to be a part of that. Maybe you should jump into one of these conversations. I mean, they're putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, Start sharing your opinions. Hey, guys. <laughs> be like, you know to... what? You should wear that shirt that your wife wants you to wear. Just wanted to interject. I think little Timmy would really hate this gift. <laughs> I don't have any basis of knowledge, but might as well throw that out there. Seems more like a Lego kid. Okay, let's stay on the social media train. I have some that are non-social media related, but the social thing that annoys me the most are the people who are panickers, people who see things that are posted and then think that the world is ending. And not, I don't mean literally that the world is ending, but people who say, who are concerned about the algorithms changing, people who say, oh, I saw this in a Facebook group. This is something that we need to be doing now on Instagram, or this is something that we need to be doing now on Pinterest. It's it's people who are constantly seeing people, other people say things and then thinking that they need to take immediate action without doing any thinking or research on their part. Yeah, I, I, I back that up wholeheartedly. It's it's a reactionary community now and um Nobody wants to be left behind. So as soon as something is put out there, we immediately feel like it needs to be adopted somehow. And there's no consideration for whether or not it meets your goals, meets what you need. Is it going to be effective? Is there any market research that's being done? Um, I see this a lot with like TikTok now. And I'm going to sound really old because I'm not I don't I don't get it. It's on my phone. I've had it on my phone now for a couple of weeks, just kind of poking around. I, I don't see the logic for it. And yet its popularity is zooming past Instagram and um, which, you know, this is what happens. I mean, like we, we've seen this with Snap. We've seen this with Instagram in the years past. So it's not like it's surprising. Methods change. Channels change. Intent really doesn't. But I think you find businesses, you know, that read an article or see a video about something with, you know, the, the popularity of TikTok and all of a sudden it's like, boom, we got to get on this. We got to do this. And there's no concept of whatsoever whether or not it's going to be a fit. I agree with that. And I haven't I haven't even downloaded TikTok yet. I think that I would have downloaded it by now if I knew someone that was on it. Is it one of those things where when you sign on, it'll tell you that your contacts are on there or you're... I have no idea. I, I really, oh, you're not I, following I, anyone that you know? I'm just trying to get a feel for the platform. That's how I was with Snapchat when I first got on there. I just, you know, five years ago, whatever the hell it was, I was just trying to figure it out and survive. And I feel like I'm just like... I, I, I have every so often I open it up and I'm just like, what am I looking at? What am I... So, yeah, it's... But some people feel like they read an article about it and they got to do something with it, so... Yeah. I think that what annoys you more are people who see a new thing and then jump on it immediately. I am more annoyed with any little thing that goes wrong that people think it's going to happen to them. I get what you're I saying. Wish I, had, I do have specific examples, but I feel like I can't say them without maybe identifying people who have done them. And again, another disclaimer... <laughs> If you're listening to this and you've done any of these things, don't feel bad. This is just our opinions and our opinions are not everything. I promise you. It's funny because I have a similar one from a social media standpoint about people who blame social media um, and, and are quick to point out all the problems that 
social media causes, specifically Facebook. And I get it. There are a number of things that Facebook is doing that quite honestly is harmful Mm -hmm. um, beyond just from a, a social media standpoint. But what what ticks me off about that is for someone, you know, for someone who's invested in the industry, not coming with like solutions, not coming with like being constructive about what the solution should be or is or how they can be a part of fixing it based on the model that's there. That bothers me. Like, I understand that there's a lot of negativity associated with with a, with a network like Facebook. I understand that there's a lot of bad that it brings. My solution is so bring some positivity to it. Use it for something good. You know, if, if you're, you know, and we we're able to tap into this in the education field a lot, but fight back against some of that stuff and 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 bring it back to what it was originally intended to do, which was connect people. I, I want to see more of that. Like there are big problems, but big problems are really hard to fix from the inside. It's something that we need to be a part of a collective solution for. So stop complaining about all the things that social media does wrong and start figuring out ways that you can improve it based on what's what's in front of you. That makes me think of that article that you sent me last week about what would you, what would you consider the topic to be? The future of Facebook and social media in general? Yeah, the future of social media. What happens when all this stuff goes away? What's or what's going to be next in 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 line? It did offer some solutions, but I think it very clearly said there is no one big solution other than the fact that all of us, as you said, need to come up with, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say on this. When I, when I read that article, I felt a little helpless, if I'm being honest. I didn't feel like I had anything to add to it. Or typically, I feel like when I read something like that, it sparks a lot of ideas. But I read that and felt like, oh, yeah, social media is broken. Facebook, as we know, it is going to not exist one day. And I don't know how to make it better. I really don't. I have I have no input, which is probably why I don't go on Facebook very often, because I recognize that it's not something that, you know, brings me joy. So I just kind of stay away from it as much as I can. But I'm not one of those people who are on there talking about how it sucks. Yeah, I think we need to look back at what the original intent was for each of the networks and, you know, networks like Twitter get a bad rap because people talk about how it, it, it's lost. It's, it, it, it doesn't have a purpose and it doesn't have a mission and it's just kind of floundering and it's, you know, it's filled with a lot of, you know, over time it's been filled with bots and it's been filled with, you know, hate filled speech and negativity and all that stuff is all 100% valid, but it's original intent was to give a voice to the voiceless and provide a place for people to connect over like, minded interests and, you know, have support, um, for one another. And that's really where I find most of my joy when it comes from Twitter. Like there are people I stay connected with in our industries or in our industry rather, and learn from and, and talk to and share. And it's an extension of my learning community, you know, but it's also, you know, a place to stay informed on things that are, are important to me and keep me informed so I can sound smart when I'm talking about things. You know, Facebook was a place to connect people. Um, and I believe we can do that through the content that we're sharing and not necessarily through sharing articles and sharing things that are going to be uh, harmful to us as, as, a, as a society. 
You think we should just go back to throwing sheep at each other and poking? <laughs> I don't know how far back you want to go, but <laughs> but but the poking, I'm done with the poking. It's <laughs> the, still a feature. You can still is poke. Is it? Yeah, it's buried deep, but you can still poke. Huh. I got poked about three years ago. That not was the last. The that was the last poke. That was the last poke. Yeah, not a fan of the poking. Somewhat related to that, something else that bothers me, the phone haters, the social media haters, and I totally get that there is, this is not really a black and white issue. There's kind of the spectrum of healthy social media use and healthy phone use, which I feel like we've talked about. It's been part of a lot of conversations that I've had with people that I'm close with, with my mastermind partners, with my sisters, and I think if I'm being honest, I always feel a little bit threatened when I hear people say things like, I'm going to stop using my phone or I'm, I'm going to not use social media anymore because I totally get like people have different situations in their life and reasons why they're either choosing to not use social media or their phone or whatnot. But for me and in my situation, I'm away from my entire family and most of my friends and my phone and social media is how I stay connected to people. So when I hear people say like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore, I think, oh, then that means basically like we can't hang out as much anymore because we I can't hang out with them in person. It's not so much a, of an airing of a grievance, but more so to give a different perspective on the whole phone usage conversation. I don't know if I have an opinion on that. Was it Carly who said that we need to start looking at our phones as if it's food, like a diet? Yeah. It's just like eating, you know, eating junk food. You could overindulge or you could eat, you know, the wrong things, too much of the wrong things, not enough of the right things. And But it, let me ask you this. If you're already sucked into using it regularly for a variety of reasons, you get those reports every Sunday about how many, you know, mm -hmm. hours you spent on your phone and I mean every every week I look at mine and it's like you use X amount more, you spent X amount more, it's more and more and more. But I'm not going to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So I guess I wonder like, you know, putting it in the diet framework, you know, if you are uh, an overindulger on junk food and every Sunday you got a, a printout that said you've eaten X amount more than you did. If you're already into it, you're not going to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I mean, like it, it, it is a part of, of our lives. I don't, I understand that there are things about it that are, that are bad. Um, but everything is tied to it. And, and it's almost like, you know, this sounds really weak. I understand it, but it's almost like I've accepted that. I've accepted that my life is tied to it, not just professionally, but personally, um, educationally, entertainment wise, everything is attached to it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with, with, with that. I've made, I've made peace with that. This sounds really weird, but over the last week, I've talked to two very, very close, I consider them to be very close friends of mine, who I haven't had a conversation with in months. And they're not on social was, media. Was it me? No, it wasn't you. I talked to you like an hour ago. Was it, was it, was it Jimmy? <laughs> no. Oh, just well, that's everybody. I, 
who are these close friends? <laughs> accurate, accurate. <laughs> but it made me think that the people who, who right now in my life I feel the closest to, where I know what they're doing every day, are people who are on social media. And it's not even so much that you... I'd say you're a great example of this because you don't post on social media very often. So it's not like I feel more connected to you because I'm seeing, you know, your stories and your posts. But we follow the same people and we're in somewhat of the same job. Circles. We run circles. we run in We run right. in the same uh, some of the same social social circles. So I think that I feel more connected to you on a, a more of like a day-to-day friend basis because we're talking about what's going on in in our social digital world. Right. And I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing. Even to say that two of my sisters are on social. I mean, all three of them are on social, but two of them use it a lot and one of them doesn't. And I feel like, not that I'm, I don't want to say that I'm not as close to the one who doesn't use social, but we have less to talk about. My, my other two sisters and I, we follow a lot of the same people and that's a lot of our, it's a lot of what sparks conversations with us. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say, kind of in the way that you came to peace with this, I don't think we're going back the other way. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I guess there's a chance that social and the internet could, <laughs> could implode. I mean, I think our world would look very different, but I think we're only going more digital. I mean, the VR thing hasn't really become mainstream yet, but when it does, I think that's just another step in that direction. So I think instead of, you know, shutting yourself off from it completely, what would be better would be to start to learn where your boundaries are and like what's healthy for you and for your family. And obviously kids is is a whole nother conversation that I'm happy that I don't have to deal with, but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're going backwards. We're only going forwards. So we need to, each of us need to figure out how to be healthy for ourselves. If you had to get rid of one thing that's associated with the holiday season, a Christmas carol, a type of food, uh, you know, some kind of tradition, if you had to get rid of one thing that just you're just like, oh, this is so stupid. What would it be? I don't want to offend any of our listeners, but blow up lawn Christmas decorations would be would, my, would, my vote. It's not mine, but I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Mine is, I mean, go ahead. No, no one, that, that's sure pretty that much no it. I, that's I, okay. I don't think that they are visually appealing. <laughs> yes, yes, I would agree with that. Um, I, on the other hand, would counter with uh, the lights that you project onto houses from, um, a light on, you know, some kind of base light on the ground. I think that's cheating and it doesn't count. And I have, uh, been very happy this year because, uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving where I live in New York, we had a massive snowstorm blow through. And usually that's the weekend up in these parts where people start, I'm sure it's like this around the country, but people start putting up the Christmas lights and, and whatnot. But we had two feet of snow on the ground. And these lazy you-know-whats that put these projectile lights up there couldn't get the base down because ah. there were two feet of snow. So <laughs> either you got to put up the real things or you don't have lights. So 
yeah, that is a an offensive display. It doesn't count. It sounds like it's coming from someone who has spent a lot of time putting up lights on their house. Oh, yeah. This goes back to when I was a kid. I mean, out there with my dad in freezing cold weather, stringing lights on, on giant blue spruce trees with sticks and poles with nails <laughs> attached to the end of it. I don't have that stuff on my house, but but we got we got you know posts and things like that that you know we anyway yeah it's the real thing so people who put projectile lights up there just know that it's a cheap way out also Santa Baby I don't like that song yeah I like that song it's a close second I don't get the the sexual orientation towards Santa Claus I don't get why people oh, like oh no that's that's the whole song no I mean no. it's in that tone it's how in about, that tone how about I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus because I feel like that's, that's another one that's to nope. me, that's not sexual, though. That's It's more of like a cute from the kid's perspective. Yeah. Still icky, well, though. Yeah, I would never, ever, ever kiss anyone in a Santa suit. Right. I don't get that. No. I don't get that at all. <laughs> right. Then there's, you know, everybody's everybody jumps quickly to uh, baby. It's cold outside, uh, which is a very. Um, OK, that's a <laughs> that's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Having to politically correct old Christmas songs. Just let them be. It was a different era. People didn't know better then. We don't need to. Let's let's focus. We have a lot of problems right now in our present. We don't need to go and fix problems like that from the past. I feel like you're advocating like uh, this, is, this is how some members of Congress are talking about the impeachment hearing where it's like, why are we worried about things that happened a year ago? We fix the problems that we have now. <laughs> No, it's true. Anybody comes in and barely touches the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, oh, they yeah. a duck if they're around you. That's yeah. a very, yeah, that's Don't a very sensitive those. issue. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I like to preserve that time. Right. Just as quick to pull out a poodle skirt and, and yeah. give people a what's for. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but okay. I don't even know if that was used <laughs> in the right context. Isn't that like a, a good talking to, a good what's for or something like Isn't that how they, they call it that? A good what's for? A good Maybe. what, what, what do you say? <laughs> Who <laughs> what do you say things? when you give somebody? <laughs> yeah. I think it's what's for. I'm probably wrong. I don't think but I've think ever heard that before. Yeah. I have a, a, this isn't specifically a holiday attire thing, but this is more of a something that I've been seeing on Instagram a lot. And I'm so glad that recently I saw a meme about this because I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who thinks this. But there's a fashion trend right now. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of it over Christmas and people's Christmas photos. And that is, for women, the giant sweater tucked into the teeny tiny skirt. And I don't even know how they do it, but they do it. And the, the influencers, they're, it looks good on them and they're making it work, but I just don't get logistically how it happens. Have you, you seen this? You own a giant? I don't even, I wouldn't even know it if I saw it. I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. Okay. I don't pay attention to women's fashion, as sad as that might be. I don't think that's Or maybe sad. that's I think not that's sad. I don't know. But I don't, I don't. I don't pay attention. Thank you for stereotyping me. But I don't pay attention to uh, that that sort of thing. I mean, now that you describe it, I feel like I may have seen it. But, you know, unless it's like, you know, completely obvious, you know, like 
you know, a drastic turn. Like remember when we were in high school and like, you know, the, the, the wide bottom, the bell bottom type like pants, like that, yes. that wide leg thing was in. And then all of a sudden, like it went to like the skinny leg thing. Like I was very aware of that because it's a very hard, like right hand turn. Yeah. But this feels like more of a gradual thing. Like maybe there was a medium sized sweater that existed and now it's gone to large. I probably wouldn't have noticed that. Yeah. They're just extraordinarily large. And, but they like, they tuck it, they tuck it into the skirt, but there's no, there has to be a bulge, but there's no bulge. So I don't know how they're, I don't know you how don't they're, know how doing, they're doing, it. doing it, how they're I hiding don't. the bulge. And this is the mirroring yeah. thing. I'm like, it's annoying me because I don't think that I would be able to pull it off. Yeah. You don't wear a lot of, bag. I've never seen you in anything like maybe a hoodie. That's like, that's the only thing that I, I would say it has any kind of like baggage to it. I don't like baggy clothes. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of women's clothing right now is big and like wide. I just. What was Gilda Radner's old line when she was just like, I base my sense of fashion on on, on what doesn't itch. Yes. <laughs> I abide by that. Whatever doesn't itch. <laughs> it's good for me. That works. Hashtag sentences. Yeah. That's a good one. Why? It. Again, personal preference, but I feel like hashtags should be used either in order to generate new people to find you on your social channels or to be funny. But it's not funny when there are so many words strung together that. Yeah, you, you got to slow down to read it. And you I mean, no. like, and you know, when they wrote it out, you know that there was at least two typos as they were trying to yes. attempt to write it. Yes. And it's just that alone should tell you it's not worth it. It's not funny. No, it's, it's not. This is not 2011 anymore. No, I, I I don't think it was ever funny personally. I mean, I think I still think saying like hashtag so and so in you know certain situations is funny, and maybe yeah. in, in a year from now that won't be true. But the the, the run on sentence hashtag was never appealing to me. Yeah, I've had enough of that. Go ahead, quick cut. Next one. I don't know how to I don't know how to put this, but what I wrote down was Ariana Grande, et cetera, music. Basically, all, all current day artists I have a problem with. Every one of them. What's your cutoff? Like of what you what you would stop listening to? Like what 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 I, if you had to end it a year? I can't, what, what do you not listen to after a certain point? I'm not like you with the Christmas songs where I have a, a cutoff year as to like after this, after this point, Christmas songs are no good. 77. Which I adamantly disagree with. I, no, I don't have a year. I don't have a cutoff year because there are certain artists, current day artists that, that I like. But man, sometimes when I drive Jimmy to work in the morning and he listens to whatever the you know top 40 station is and it's... <sighs> Easy Casey Kasem. It's... Painful. It's painful. What I don't understand is why the style of music right now, especially for female singers, are to either whisper. Who is this? Do you know who? Um, it's, I think it's Billie Eilish. I Eilish. Yes, Eilish. Speak up! <laughs> why, <laughs> why? Why is she whispering in her songs? It is so annoying. <laughs> Oh God! I wish this was like I wish you were like this for every episode. <laughs> oh man, 
I need more of this. I know it's 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 just me, and I like you know most of my my like number one and number two music are you know music that are that's pre nineteen seventy and Broadway, and all of those singers sing very clearly and loudly, and they're not whispering, and they're not altering their voice, they're not sounding like mice. I just I don't I don't know if it's like they've run out of things to do. But not sounding like mice. Yeah, some of these singers sound like mice. What does that sound like? I'm not gonna do a demonstration, but you know, oh. like singing like like e- the chipmunks. Yeah, like the chipmunks, like extra high. <laughs> I'm thinking like the mice in Cinderella. <laughs> That's really high. Is that what Billie Eilish does? If you could hear her, we would know. <laughs> but we can't. Seems like that would be yeah. That's I, I would imagine that would be annoying. I really could not pick out a Billie Eilish song to save my life. So, well, I remembered hers because her photo on um, whatever the, the display was on the radio was also very disturbing. And what did I, what, what, what did we, what did we realize about me? Maybe like a year or so ago about Ariana Grande that I've never heard of an Ariana Grande song or I never heard no, of her. No, it wasn't her. It was, um, who was it? It wasn't Nicki Minaj. No, it was Nicki Minaj. No, it wasn't Nicki Minaj. Who was it? Well, we got to go back and look at this, but there was yeah. some like you, you, you referenced somebody and like, and I had no idea. It was who the someone Nicki Minaj esque. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Nicki Minaj? Does she do music? Anymore? I think she retired. She, Nicki Minaj retired. Yeah. How about that? I think so. Was that rancy? Am I getting there? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was was that rancy enough? <laughs> Oh, God. Airing of the grievances, question mark? (laughs) Yeah, that really was not an airing of a grievance. I felt like that was more of a, I don't know what that was. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know which stood out to you. But yeah, I'm going to try to rock my my white leg pants over the holidays. Okay. Remember when you would wear those? I mean, I didn't because I didn't. But remember when you would like, you, I would always see women or girls, I guess at the time when I was in, I could say that because I was in high school. So we were all girls um, and boys. <laughs> it's going to be coming. You're going to take that out of context. I know you are. 